want to make a podcast spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily distribute it everywhere and even earn money all in one place for free it's called spotify for podcasters and here's how it works spotify for podcasters lets you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer so no matter what your setup is like you can start creating today then you can distribute your podcast to spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard video podcasts are also available on spotify and when you want to take conversations with your family to the next level, Q&As and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. Ever since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, I feel so supported in the creation and distribution of my show. Spotify for Podcasters hosts masterclasses, office hours, and more to help creators develop and fine-tune their skills. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. Let him heal from his breakup too. You don't want to be like, you just broke up with your girlfriend and I'm in love with you. Like you can't really do that and you need to be able to like give him space to like get over this girl and then you can hit him with like, hey, I like you like that, you know? And my best advice is just to endure the tough conversations that you have to have with people when it comes to explaining your decisions and that's just unfortunately part of growing up is being like you know what yeah I'm, I'm kind of straying from the the regular thing that people do hey guys what's up welcome to we're back to the show thank you so much for clicking on this episode i have a very fun ask lily in store for you guys We have questions about family drama. We have questions about being in love with your boy best friend. We have questions about finding your path in life, your trajectory in life, and lots more advice coming your way. So I am super pumped about this episode. Thank you so much to anyone who submitted a question for this episode. I so appreciate you giving me so much detail and all just like the juice. I feel like the juicier the questions, the better the episode. So thank you so much for submitting. Um, I cannot get to all of the questions. So if you submitted something, know that I put it in a folder and I might answer it again on another Ask Lily episode. Um, But if you have a question that you want to be answered, please send me an email to hello at lilyraco.com and that is where you can submit your questions too. Um, I won't make this intro too long because we've got a lot of good stuff to get to today. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get into your questions. The first one is from Callie and Callie says, hey, Lily, I have a recent situation with my life with my significant other and I'm not sure how to go about it. I've been watching your podcast for a couple weeks and just followed you on Instagram. You've helped me improve in so many ways and I'm already seeing such a change in my daily life. Oh, thanks. That's literally so sweet. Um... However, recently my boyfriend of about six months has a best friend who is extremely rude to me. They've been friends for a while, but this friend always makes comments about me that that are extremely disrespectful. Some of which being his ex did this, dot, 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 you're not this, dot, 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 you should be making, you should be doing this to make yourself hotter, you're manipulative, spoiled, a brat, etc. But I can sincerely promise that I'm not those things. Okay, well, that's good that you know that you're not those things. Um... Though we do have our moments and I definitely have mine, my boyfriend and I have been very good for the most part. Our communication is always open and honest when one another needs to improve on something. 
but I'm not sure how to handle my emotions towards his best friend. It's beginning to affect my boyfriends and my relationship, and I'm not sure what to do from here. My boyfriend has recommended that I don't text his best friend or contact of any sort. However, knowing that they're still best friends, it's difficult for my mind to be okay with that. What do you recommend I do to help and where do I go from here? Okay, so this is definitely a tricky situation because your boyfriend's best friend was obviously and I hate this so much but like he was there before you and so obviously that doesn't mean that your boyfriend's best friend takes priority over you because as the girlfriend you do take priority over the best friend like that's just kind of I guess like the hierarchy of relationships if we're putting it that way um I would say it's definitely up to your boyfriend to stand up for you to his best friend I think I'm not sure if your boyfriend has said anything besides, you know, don't text my best friend. I definitely think that you shouldn't talk to the best friend if you guys don't have a good relationship. If he's not supportive of you and your boyfriend's relationship, you definitely shouldn't talk to the best friend. But I also kind of think like your boyfriend in this situation has a responsibility to stand up for you and has a responsibility to have a conversation or multiple conversations with his best friend and tell him to stop saying those things. That's really weird to me that he would even say those things. Like I'm, I, I'm honestly like shocked. Like this is ridiculous. It's very normal that the best friend's comments are impacting your relationship. I would find it very surprising if those comments weren't affecting the relationship, especially since the friend is saying things along the lines of his ex did this, like talking about the ex-girlfriend to you, that's really inappropriate. Um, but saying like, you're not insert whatever here, that's really inappropriate. Um, or you should be doing, you know, this to make yourself hotter. That's ridiculous that the best friend is saying those things. I think ultimately this first and foremost, your boyfriend needs to have a conversation with his best friend and say, dude, you have to stop saying these things. Secondly, you should not talk to the best friend. And then I would say ultimately, if your boyfriend isn't standing up for you, that's a really big red flag. And if this is the type of person that your boyfriend surrounds himself with, that's another really big red flag. Your boyfriend should be surrounding himself with people who make him better, that people who challenge him, people who want the best for him. And obviously his best friend is none of those things. He's just contributing to issues and furthering conflict in his life. Um, so I would say first and foremost, you need to have a conversation with your boyfriend. And if he's not willing to have a conversation with his best friend, you truly do deserve better, especially because you guys have only been together for six months. At this point, you're really not in that deep. You might really like this guy, but I can guarantee you there is there are guys out there who have friends who aren't going to say this stuff to you. This is completely ridiculous and I think before you're in super deep you deserve to resolve this conflict and if it can't be resolved I think it's it's a big it's a deal breaker because your your boyfriend is gonna listen to his best friend like plain and simple he's going to one day listen to his best friend and if he's not standing up for you that's a really 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 big problem Next question is from Ariana and she says, Hey Lily, I've been having a really hard time lately and love your advice. A little over a month ago, I decided to drop out of college. Basically the semester started and I didn't go back. People think it was an easy choice, but it was, a, it was one of the most difficult I've ever made. 
I didn't stop because I failed my exams, but because I couldn't step foot back on campus. I dreaded it. When I walked to class, I felt terrible. Every morning I had to remind myself that I was doing it to get a degree. That was it. A degree, respect, and a job. I'm the youngest in my family. My parents have degrees. My brother is an engineer and my sister will graduate college next year. You can see how feeling the pressure is quite easy. There was not a single day last year that I was excited when I went to class, happy or curious. When the lesson started, I felt a weight on my chest. During the breaks, I had to leave to take a breath of fresh air. And as soon as the class ended, I felt the urge to rush back home. All I wanted to do was leave. I would never go back, but that's the problem. Everyone expects me to. I feel like everybody's eyes are on me. Every day people ask me about what I've done, what I've learned, if I found the job, the list goes on and on. Meanwhile, I just feel stuck. Whenever I think of a job or a course, I think of a cage. I spend my days writing books and articles that no one will ever read, but I'm so tired. I open my computer at seven and leave it between 5.30 and 6. Yet since I'm not getting a degree or making money, it looks like everyone around me thinks I'm doing nothing. I feel like I need to do more just to prove that I've not suddenly turned into a lazy person. I followed you during your during your journey, saw you go to IIN, starting your health coaching business, podcast, working a nine to five, and working at a restaurant. And I honestly don't know how you did it. I admire you. Will love to know your advice. Okay, so your story seems very, very, very similar to my story. And there are a couple points that I want to hit here. So I'm just gonna kind of like go down the list. But I wanted to start maybe from like the bottom up. Um this list of things that I did have just kind of been like the course of my life thus far. And that's my story. And it's not a template. It just happens to be like the trajectory of my life and my journey and what God has had in store for me and part of his plan. And I, when I think about all the things that have happened, it's kind of like a domino effect of life and I feel like that's just like kind of how life is in general right like one thing just kind of leads to another it's the butterfly effect essentially like every decision that you made has led you to this moment but it's not without a plan and it's not without a purpose and I think too something that's been really really big for me is just having faith and knowing that every season of life is a season for a reason and and it sounds so so stereotypical but I firmly believe that this kind of waiting period that you're in since you left school, since you're kind of just in like limbo, there's something here for you and you're only going to be able to connect the dots looking back. But whatever this waiting period is, you have to have faith that things are going to get better. And like I said, that's like kind of toxically positive, kind of just like annoying to say, but it's the truth. And I'm here to help to encourage you and just continue to speak truth into your life and that is the truth that things are feeling a certain way right now you're feeling insignificant because you don't have a piece of paper to prove that you're educated and that's a very valid valid feeling because we've been taught that having a degree means that we're more worthy we're more we're worthy of more money we're we're worthy of a better job we're more worthy of the approval of people around us because we have a piece of paper saying that we're more educated but in reality college isn't for everyone and it's not 
always in the cards for everyone. If you're in school right now and you love it and it's going well and you want to do something down the line that you need a degree for, that's awesome. If you're in school right now and you're struggling and you're like, I don't know if I should be here. I don't know if it feels right. That's okay too. If you aren't in school, if you never went to school, if you have dropped out of school, that's okay too. Like there are so many different life paths and not all of them involve school. Some of them do. And if they do, that's great. That's awesome. But if they don't, that's okay too. And I think that the minute that we can be confident in our own decisions and confident in the fact that, you know, you leaving school was something that you felt like you had to do and that's okay. And maybe it's a break. Maybe, you know, a year from now you'll be like, okay, I feel like I'm ready to go back. That's fine. Or maybe you'll never go back and that's fine too. But whatever this kind of like limbo waiting period is, it's going to be really uncomfortable. And it's going to be uncomfortable because you don't know what the next thing is. But something that I'm working on in my own life and I feel like, just feel like I need to share this, um, is being okay in the waiting period and looking for the lesson in the waiting period. If we're always looking towards the next thing, looking for you know, the big pinnacle, the next job, the next relationship, the next whatever, you're going to miss what's here and what's now. Someone asked me a question once, like, how did you know that things were going to get better? And the truth is, I, I don't know. I, I had no clue if things ever would get better. When I was laying on the bathroom floor after like my fourth panic attack that week, knowing that my life was going down a path that I never wanted it to go, you know, not really feeling like I had any options. It's like, okay, I can choose to think that this is it, or I can choose to have a little bit of faith. And I chose to have a little bit of faith. And, and your story sounds very similar, very, very similar to mine. And I just, my heart breaks because I've been there and I know exactly what you're going through and feeling inadequate because you don't have it figured out. And my best advice is just to know that you're not supposed to have it figured out, know that things will get better, but you just have to endure this tough waiting period, endure the tough conversations that you have to have with people when it comes to explaining your decisions. Um, And that's just unfortunately part of growing up is being like, you know what? Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of straying from the, the regular thing that people do, but that's just kind of it. Um, and people can choose to support you or they can choose to question you. And that's, you know, you just have to be confident in your decision that you had to leave school and um, it's just not part of, part of your path right now. To your point that you say that you feel like you've turned into a lazy person, I would encourage you to challenge that. Is it something that people are telling you or are you lazy? I mean, like if, but the sentence before that, you say that you open your computer at seven and, you know, 12 hours later you close it. What are you doing on your computer? Are you scrolling Instagram or are you searching for a job? Are you scrolling Facebook and Pinterest or are you, um, you said that you like to write. Are you writing a book right now? Like, what are you doing? What do you, are you working on any sort of project to kind of foster creativity or foster some sort of like trajectory for your life? I think like in this waiting period of figuring out what your next thing is, 
I think it might be beneficial to just explore all the opportunities. If you love to write, maybe look for a copywriting job or maybe start sending articles to magazines and seeing if they take articles from freelance writers. Um, Maybe start writing on Medium. It's a platform, a blog. I'm sure if you like to write, you've heard of it but you can get paid to write articles if enough people subscribe to you. Maybe start a blog. Maybe write for your local newspaper. Um, There are so many ways that you could potentially monetize what you love to do, but you just have to explore them and trial and error and just like start throwing stuff on the wall to see what sticks. And don't compare yourself to anybody else. Don't compare yourself to me. Like I, I hate that at the end of this. I know that you're just like, you relate to me and that's why, you say to these things but saying that you follow my journey that's great but that's my journey it's not a template it's not a formula it is far far from perfect um that's just kind of the trajectory that my life has taken so far and it's not a template it's not a formula it's just kind of my story um and it's constantly changing and um it doesn't make it right. It doesn't make it wrong, but it makes it mine. And I would encourage you to just look forward to being able to, you know, I mean, I'm only 23. And so it's like, I have so much more, more to add to that. And you do too. Like you have so many more things to add to your bucket list, your resume, your to-do list, call it what you want. Like you have so much more to add to it. And this season of waiting doesn't mean that it's it. So look forward to when you can be like, oh, like I did this, I did that, I did this. And even maybe start writing your list now. Like what have you done that should be celebrated? I don't think that we celebrate ourselves enough. And so maybe write down like, you know, I don't know what year you are in college, college, but maybe in high school you did some really cool things. Maybe while you were at school, you did some really cool things. So start celebrating those things and know that, your value isn't in a degree and you're just getting started. I'm the type of girl that used to rely very heavily on caffeine when I was tired, when I didn't get enough sleep at night, when I had a lengthy to-do list to complete, or when I had trouble concentrating, and it really created this vicious cycle. My sleep was really messed up, I felt tired the next day, and it just never really worked well for me until I started taking AG1. When I started taking AG1 daily, I found that I no longer relied on caffeine for energy and I had a way easier time focusing, concentrating, and completing my to-do list. And that's because AG1 is a foundational nutrition supplement that supports your body's universal needs like gut optimization, stress management, and immune support. Since 2010, AG1 has led the future of foundational nutrition, continuously refining their formula to create a smarter, better way to elevate your health. So like I mentioned, I used to rely really heavily on caffeine for energy, started drinking AG1, and it completely changed the game. And that's because AG1 is a science-driven formulation of ingredients that includes adaptogens that help balance my body's stress response and elevate my baseline health. AG1 is the supplement that I trust to support my body's needs every day, and that's why they've been a partner on this podcast for such a long time. If you want to take ownership over your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3, K2, and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash 8020. That's drinkag1.com slash 8020. Check it out. 
The next question is from Carrie and she says, Hey Lily, I've been searching for advice on this issue for a while and could really use some guidance. For some context, I work full-time as a CNA, a full-time nursing student, lead ministry on Sundays and have an overall busy life. Back in November of 2022, okay, so that was like almost a year ago, an aunt of mine who I'm close with showed huge disrespect towards me and my career. We have a group chat with a couple of gals whom my aunt and I would meet up with for Bible study before going to going to church. One Sunday, I texted in the group asking if we could meet later in the day because I got off my night shift and was exhausted. Okay, valid. We all agreed to push it back by an hour, but my aunt didn't respond. I got to the meeting with these gals and my aunt had not shown up. I messaged her asking if she was planning on coming because we didn't want to start without her. She explained that she wasn't coming because my reason of tiredness was not excusable. I got off work at 6 a.m. and had a short nap before meeting the gals at 10, so I was exhausted. I explained to my aunt that I was sorry for the inconvenience, but we would miss her at the group. My aunt went on one of her normal rants saying that she works full-time as a DCS worker and she should be tired and CNAs only sit on their butts. I explained to my aunt that we work in two different fields of work and I was not discrediting her in any way. Later that evening, she was posting on Snapchat that CNA, how old is your aunt? What? She was posting on Snapchat that CNAs are lazy and that they do nothing with their certificate and that she worked hard and has her master's. I let it go and just decided that I would message her about it the next day once I got some sleep. The following morning, she was still on a rampage. I messaged her and told her that I would not allow her to disrespect me like that, and I was in no way discrediting her field of work. I told her I would not associate with her if that's how she treat me. She said, feelings are mutual. Bye. What? Guys, what? Fast forward eight months later, she still gives me snide looks at church, has something negative to say about me. She even accidentally bumps into me while walking into service. She's 40 and I'm 19. What? My question is, how can I fix this situation with my aunt? Oh my goodness. You guys, what? She's 40 and you're 19. Okay, so the fact... This is also really well written, by the way. Like, I just know that you are like, you seem like a very good communicator. Um, Just from like the wording of this, like you seem like a very intelligent, emotionally intelligent 19 year old. Even as a 23 year old, I don't feel like an adult sometimes, but it's really tough when you're working with other adults that are acting like children. And it's almost... Like you can't really reason with them. The fact that she was posting on Snapchat and like subtweeting you, like what? So if she's your aunt, she's one of your parents' siblings. I think that maybe at this point, a good place to start might be to chat with your mom or your dad, um, whoever sibling it is, or maybe even if you guys, ha- if you have another aunt or an uncle who is kind of, um, could maybe act as like a, um, a mediator in this situation. Although it sounds to me, if this person acts this way, they might act this way to a lot of people. I feel like behavior like this is very widespread. Like people who act like this typically act this way to most people in their lives. Um, But if you can find someone who is close with both of you, who maybe can understand both sides of the situation and act as a mediator, that might be really helpful. Um, But ultimately, I think 
I think that you just need to continue to be the bigger person. And I think it's, it's, it's going to be really, really tough to have a conversation and to find a way to reason with someone who is acting like a child, um, especially when it's about career or about who works harder, who does this, who does that. That's really, really, really difficult. Um, and it's unfortunate that you guys are family. And I think that family conflict is tough because it's almost like, oh, well, we have to love each other because we're family. We're going to see each other at family events and stuff, but you also shouldn't let yourself be disrespected. But I can see that you don't want to be disrespectful towards her because she is an adult. She is older than you. She is family. So you don't want to be disrespectful in your responses to her. But my advice to you would just be to continue to be the bigger person. Um, Communicate as best as you can when possible. Continue to continue to be respectful and definitely find someone who can be a mediator in the situation. Or if, like you said, you guys go to the same church, maybe talk to one of the church leaders and just kind of be like, hey, this is the situation. How would you handle this? Um, Could you act as a mediator between the two of us? And I think too, when you let conflict bubble up and it's almost like one thing after another after another and you're just kind of adding to the plate of conflict and not resolving it um things start to get they can spiral out of control really really quickly because you have a lot to say i think if you find someone who can kind of be a mediator between the two of you and you both can say your piece um that might be really beneficial because then you can get things off your chest. Last question is from Allie and she says, Hey Lily, I love the podcast. I listen every week and I have a situation that I really need advice on. I think I'm in love with my boy best friend. We talk all the time. We know everything about each other and we have been rocks in each other's lives for many different seasons and situations. Recently, he broke up with his girlfriend of about a year and I think he did it because of me. Lately, he's been saying things like, I don't want another girl in my life besides you, your ideal, and other things like that. It makes me think that he's actually really into me, which makes sense because we've been in each other's lives for so long. A few days ago, he reached out and asked to talk, and we had a long conversation about what we both wanted out of future relationships, but the conversation danced around the topic of us, but it seemed like he was talking about me. I'm not sure what to do now and I'm very confused. My question is, should I say something? Should I try to make a move or tell him that I'm secretly in love with him or should I let him lead that conversation? I'm scared it will ruin the friendship, but also it would be really cool if we can move forward into something more. Okay, I think he's sending you a lot of mixed signals, but at this, but it's hard. It's hard. Okay, so if he's saying things like, I don't want another girl in my life besides you and you're his girl best friend, like there's a reason why you guys have been friends for so long and he probably has like a big fat crush on you. But at the same time, he's probably thinking like, oh, I don't want to ruin the friendship because he's also thinking that like the same thing that you just ended the question with, you're scared that it will ruin the friendship, but it'd be cool if you moved into something more. But if you guys, I would love to hear more about like the conversation that you guys had where it danced around the topic of you. Because if you guys are sitting there being like, oh, like I want someone who insert quality here and one of you has that quality that the other is asking for, it's kind of clear that you're kind of talking about the other person, but you're dancing around it. I don't know. That to me just kind of seems like he is definitely interested But at the same time, I feel like guys nowadays will 
be so unclear about what is going on in the dynamic. Like I've really been big on the phrase lately, lead with clarity. And to me, it seems like he's trying to lead with clarity, but he also doesn't want to jeopardize your friendship, especially if you guys have been through tough seasons together, or like you said, you've been rocks in each other's lives for a long time. If you guys were to move into something more serious and you guys break up, you're not only losing a boyfriend, you're losing a best friend. And so that can be really tricky. But I don't know. I feel like to me, it kind of sounds like one of those stories. It's like, oh, we were best friends to lovers. Like how cute. But also I can understand where you're both coming from. Like you're scared to lose a friend. So very valid on all counts. Um, But I think ultimately he's probably really nervous. Um, And rightfully so. You are too. But if he's saying like your ideal and that he doesn't want another girl in his life, I don't know, maybe that can be stemming from the fact that he just broke up with his girlfriend and he's like kind of weary about relationships to some degree. I don't know, but these things are really hard and I think that you guys need to have a conversation, but first I think he has to heal from his breakup and you said he broke up with his girlfriend, so it was on his terms, so he was probably thinking about it for a little bit. There's probably more to the story than like, oh, he just wanted to be with you. Because if you said, I think he did it because of me, you don't know if he did it because of you. There's probably more to the story there, but you might be a factor. But I also don't want you to be like, what are they saying on like delulu, like delusional? (laughs) Like, I don't want to give you false hope, but there's a very real chance that you could be a factor. But I think that ultimately you need to lead with clarity and just be like, hey, you know, I know that you got out of a relationship. Um, like, I want to give you time, but also what you're telling me is kind of showing that you are interested in me more than a friend would be interested in me. So, can we talk about that? And if he's like, yeah, like I'm just extra lovey because I'm hurting and I'm going through a breakup. I appreciate you as a friend, then like that's that. But if he's like, yeah, we know, like I actually am interested in you like that. I want to take things further then you guys can. But I think ultimately like you just have to drill into him that like you both need to be very, very clear on what this is and what this isn't. And I also think you guys need some boundaries too. Like he can't be saying things like you're the only girl I want in my life. You're ideal if he's not interested in you like that. So maybe just be like, hey, these things that you've been saying to me lately, I think that these are things that someone who is more than a friend would say to me. So can we just get clarity on what we do as friends and what we don't do as friends? I think that that would be really important. And then maybe that can open up the door for like, well, maybe if we're going to act like more than friends, then we should be more than friends kind of thing. But yeah, I would just say it's worth a conversation and definitely set some hard boundaries and be like, this is what we do because we're friends and this is what we don't do because we're friends. These are things that we say to each other as friends. These are things that we don't say to each other as friends um, and just kind of go from there and let him heal from his breakup too. You don't want to be like, you just broke up with your girlfriend and I'm in love with you. Like you can't really do that all at once. Like I feel like boys brains are simple and you need to be able to like give him space to like get over this girl and then you can hit him with like hey I like you like that you know like let him take it like one thing at a time because boys appreciate simplicity (laughs) so just like and that's the other thing too like when you guys have this conversation like 
be very direct like literally just be very very crystal clear on what your expectations are what the boundaries should be how you feel and and leave it at that but keep it simple and don't overwhelm him with like too much information because I feel like guys no offense but like guys can't handle it all at once and (laughs) we got to keep it simple for them you know we really we really really do all right guys so that is it for today's episode I really really hope that you enjoyed it if you did please be sure to leave a rating leave a review share this episode with a friend if you guys want to see more from me you can always follow me on instagram at lily graco or you can follow the podcast instagram at 8020pod if you want to submit a question to be featured in the next ask lily episode you can send your questions to hello at lilyraco.com that will also be linked in the show notes for you guys i love you all so so much have a great rest of your day and i will talk to you very soon 